Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Look and Talk podcast. This is your man, Victor, your boss man. It's a little underweather, but I'm going to give you all the podcast anyway. Joining me today is the host of the Unapologetic Shit podcast, holding it down out of Augusta. It's Chelsea. How you doing today? I'm doing all right. So happy to be here. I'm glad you pulled through either way. Yes, you got to. You always got to pull through, even for you people, you know what I'm saying? Can't let anything stop you from um, achieving things, you know? So exactly. tell me about your podcast. Well, okay. So I first started off with another program called Survivor Ever After, which catered to men and women who survived domestic violence. It really taught them how to live again and everything like that. But in the midst of that work, it got so heavy and I felt like I had to speak in code. You know, you want to use political terms because when you're talking domestic violence, you're talking, oh, that's, that's outside of being black. That's outside of, you know what I'm saying? So I wanted something where I could be unapologetically black, unapologetically me, just let it all out. So then unapologetic shit came. So it's just really that, but just no filter. <laughs> and I just get to a place for me to vent more or less a place for you to vent i feel like that's what all podcasters do with yeah they just yeah. have to, to where they vent you know yeah i've had to learn to be careful with them because people gonna hear that and then they'll assume the worst right right well yeah yeah but venting venting isn't just one thing you could you could be talking about the weather you know what i'm saying so it don't necessarily have to it's not my show isn't always heavy it isn't like i'm just raging each and every time i try to talk about mental health as well because you know that's a topic that we try to veer away from so i try to include that the best i can just to keep people up you know let people know i'm normal i'm just like you you know just unapologetically yourself that's real that's real that's real so back on the bullshit talk about that last episode <laughs> so what was it like to come back from the break Man, it was, it was tough. It was tough for me. The podcast, this unapologetic shit podcast is something I've never really been consistent in my life. I let something bother me and then I'm done. You know what I'm saying? So to come back from this break, it let me know that, you know, I, I must really like what I'm doing this time. <laughs> this time I must really be into it because I was able to pick myself up and come, you know, come right back to it. So it was good to come back. It, it, it reminded me why I started. Mind you, while you started. So what made you get started? You know, I just wanted to, my parents are military, you know, and my whole life I had to more or less make sure I'm living up to a standard. I mean, that's in every out household, but I am the middle child. I'm the epitome of the middle child. I want to be, I don't necessarily want to be, it just happens that way, but the rebellion part of it. So just being able to finally rebel. I turned 25 this year. So I just was like, you know what? I've been playing it real cool. This, the beginning of adulthood, I've been playing it real cool. I need to, you know, really just let it all out. So I was like, you know, this would be the best way to start. Let it all out. So what were you holding back from the world? The thought process more or less, you know, like in high school, <laughs> don't get me wrong, in high school, I didn't know how to debate or argue. I would simply, we just be fucking fighting. You know what I'm saying? But as an adult, that's not something you could do. You can't just swing off on people because you don't agree with them. That's not realistic. So I had to relearn and find another way to be unapologetic. You know what I'm saying? Instead of physically, 
getting it getting someone together i'm now in a place where i could use my words and just go on about my day you know what i mean it doesn't have to be nobody's going to jail <laughs> you know what i'm saying everybody get to go home after i say what i got to say you know so that's that's what it was for me wow 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 so what do you think of this presidential debate coming up you know what i'm saying because you know an election is like in about two weeks so yeah. what, are you, what are you thinking about what's going on with that well, I watched the one last, I think that was last night or the night before last. I think that was last night and no, it was the night before last, whenever it was. I just watched that one and it's, this is just something that got me speechless, honestly, because I've never seen anyone carry on this way. Like pre to be presidential will never sound the same to me. You know what, I mean? what I'm saying? So it's like, mm -hmm. it's just how unorganized and how how he is running things don't get me wrong i feel like everybody has had a way to no, no politician is clean slate you know what i mean it's so more or less he's just been so vulgar and so out loud with his shit that it's just been like i'm just so ready for it to be over i just hope that it's not over in another four years <laughs> i just i just want it to be over now so i'm just i'm just ready for it to wrap up because i feel like every week on my show i'm talking about you know what I'm saying? It's just becoming repetitive, but it's not something I could really turn a blind eye to because it's it's happening. Yes, agreed. It's like I tried to stay away from it, but it just it keeps it keeps happening. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I guess I gotta bring it up. We have to talk about it because it just keeps on happening, and you know it's some bullshit. But right. it is what it is, and it's like our people are not getting justice, and it's ridiculous. So whatsoever yeah it's hard it's hard to digest at the same time but i think that's the biggest part of change is being uncomfortable and we are now in a time where in my eyes everybody's uncomfortable you know no, no if you thought you were safe this year has showed everyone you might not be as safe as you thought you was so that's really just my my thoughts on it because it's just <laughs> it's hard to like you know what, what in all in all when you look at this what do you see like your views on it i just see mess either way around it's just it's just messy you know what i'm saying i see somebody that just is making obvious that they don't give a damn about certain people and then yeah. i see them certain people being blind to it so i'm like it don't so make did you, sense did, did you hear about the 500 kids still not reunited with their parents wow that's sickening that is so sickening. Because the way they were separating them, like they always talk that crap about how with the last administration, they were locking up people too. Now, I'm a first generation American myself from my dad's side. So I understand immigration on a whole nother way. So I'm not downplaying this at all. But with the last administration, yes, they were putting people in cages, but you were put in the cage as, your, as a family. You know, it's, it doesn't make it better, but in this particular administration, they were separating people, like putting those kids into the United States adoption service with no real paperwork or no real, you know what I'm saying? So that's heartbreaking right there. That'll be heartbreaking to be separated from your family. It's just, it shows how cruel this world can be. It shows that some people just don't give a damn about family. It's like, if you're not supposed to be here, we, we try to get you out of here, whether or not it's your family or not. That's just so freaking cruel you know yeah. so, so far what was your favorite podcast episode that you did so far my favorite podcast episode it actually is the shortest episode 
it's like the fifth episode and it was i think it's called drunkenness and i was i was toe down that night i do this is before the pandemic <laughs> but um yeah i was tore down like you know what i, I could record from my phone I, I was in the room with people and i was like i could do a podcast right here from my phone and i just hit play and for like 10 minutes apparently drunk me cares about politics too because in that episode i'm talking about politics so yeah that'd be my favorite episode because that's just i think that was like the rawest version of me if i can throw in a second episode it'll be with really any guest that i have because i like I just like when I go back to listen to the show, it's another voice other than my own. <laughs> so yeah, I enjoy those too. I definitely agree with you there. That's why I be having so many guests on because like, shit, I like talking to these people. <laughs> yeah. So I totally feel you. So do you think drunk you was just so different from regular you? They're one and the same because actually when, when growing up, when me and my friends would get drunk, I was the mom of the group. So there's not really no big, big difference other than just the, I think I liked more or less how I was kind of like slurring my words a little bit. It just sounded more playful in that way. I could I could tell I was having a good time because there was no really complaints. I was talking shit the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've realized that people love it when we talk shit, but they, they start complaining when you drop real shit on them. They don't be responding. They get a little heavy, yeah. They get a little heavy. I don't understand that, but you know what? People... Like, like we were just talking about, the the truth is so uncomfortable, I think that people avoid it. They, they avoid it, you know what I'm saying? They don't they don't embrace it. It's We're in a time now where it's just best to just go ahead and embrace it. Because obviously we've been running from something for so long that everything's backed up now, you know? So, yeah. Like everything's backed up and everything's just coming out in the open and it's just, just mind blowing. Yes, very much so. Very much so. Yeah, it's it's just one thing after another. This yeah. year definitely putting everybody to the test. It really has. This year is just. I think I've realized it's just been crappy for everybody. <laughs> yes. <myself. laughs> yeah, yeah. But that, that but that doesn't invalidate. I you know I try not to do that to people. You know, if somebody ever come to you or you go to somebody and you give them this whole spill about your life, and at the end of it they be like, "Well, you know, everybody going through it." Like I feel like that's a little bit. That's cringe for me because what's heavy to me may not be heavy to the next person and vice versa. So I don't want to invalidate everyone's feelings when I say everybody's going through it, but more or less, you're not alone. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to yeah. tell nobody, oh, everybody else going through it. That ain't, that ain't fair. <laughs> That's definitely not fair. And I don't know why people like to do that. It's yeah. They're like, tell me uh, you're not alone or something. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? It's just that for everybody. So what it, what's like for you being a, embracing being a black creative out here? Wow. You know, when I first started with this in 2006 with YouTube, that's YouTube before the ads, before the premium, before all the extra bullshit. Back when YouTube was just YouTube, I was recording myself back then. But back then it wasn't, What's the things we hear now in media, like uh, representation and yeah, being able to connect to the black audience. Two thousand, two thousand and ten. Between that era, it, it really wasn't much of that. I mean, in the late nineties, you you had black creatives and things like that, but that little ten year gap where I was, it really wasn't much of that. So I hadn't given up on it. You know what I'm saying? 
So it started with Tumblr and I came back and I seen how open people were to look, just because we're black don't mean nothing. We're gonna still go out here and chase our dreams. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna start again. And then on that second way, that second turn back, like being able to embrace it. Cause now I know where I lack somebody to tell me and help me. Like Facebook got he like hella groups for like black uh, women creators and stuff like that. So just being able to connect with different people, just knowing that the struggles that I face may be writer's block or feeling like my content is stale. I have some, a, another black woman to tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, I had a slow week too. So I just, I like the fact that it's more of us, you know, so that helps embracing it. Yes, yes, I definitely agree because Facebook groups is definitely how I would learn to be productive and learn how yeah. to, you know, meet people and network with people. It's like, I learned that you just ask somebody and everybody hit your DMs. I'm like, it's, it's a wonderful, a wonderful thing. Yeah, you ever ask for a logo on Twitter? Just go to, I be like, yeah. anybody do a logo on Twitter, they gonna light your ass up. You're gonna get 300 people. They know how to do that one logo. Yeah. Anytime you ask for a logo, graphic design, anybody, you have them up on my Instagram, like hit me up, like, hey, I do this, I do that. I'm like, okay, thank you. So yes. it's, it's amazing how everybody just comes together and wants to help, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that's dope. And the lending the hand part helps too, which is why I get so frustrated when I hear comments like, oh, this black business um, charges too much or this black business, XYZ not realizing that we are each other's bootstraps. You know what I'm saying? We have to pick each other up in a sense. We don't have the connects to where things could be. Like sometimes with the, with the, for instance, with YouTube, I can't necessarily run my stuff without ads. I need to do certain things to make it, you know, there's a gap. So yeah. Yeah, it's like, why do you feel like us black people always being so down on each other? In some, some cases, we're like, we're up on each other, but then in some cases we're like down on each other. White people. Yeah, in my, on my last episode, I was talking about the uh, crabs in the bucket, um, how people have the crabs in the bucket mentality. And I, like I said on the show, crabs are not supposed to be in a bucket. Like they're supposed to be in the ocean. Like we're so used to being, you know, captivity that we're now comparing ourselves to other things that are being held captive. So it's like, I don't know. It's going to take a lot, a lot more time because with the disadvantages, I'm fully aware of, for instance, how you say Black people may hold each other down. I'm aware that somebody may not have the access or the education to get to where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? They may not know. So once we get past the tearing each other down part, they would learn that. I could possibly teach them something, you know what I'm saying? Or vice versa. So this is one of those. We got to let our guard down in a sense somehow with each other. But yes, we do. We do. So how have you assessed your progress with your podcast? Like, how do you, where you rate it as? Like, from where it begins? Are you happy with the progress you've made so far this year? You know what? Absolutely. Because honestly, like I said, I've been doing, recording myself since 2006. So for me to try to do this, I've started December 31st of last year. It was the first episode. So from now to then, I'll definitely give myself a good seven. A hot, a hot seven, because I, I want to leave my spa space for how much further I can go. You know what I'm saying? I know I haven't maxed out, but I'm, ha I'm a happy camper, especially getting guests. I've had like, in my case, I'm excited about it, but I've had like three guests so far. <laughs> <laughs> I've had like three guests, three or four guests so far. So that was cool to me. 
Yeah, I feel you. Know, I definitely feel you on that. It's like when I first started out, not having too much guest appearances, but then rolling solo, starting to have more guest appearances. It's always uh-huh. exciting to talk to somebody new. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Look at Talk. The more look you drink, the better this podcast sounds. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope y'all have enjoyed October because what you got planned for, for the holidays? Holidays, well, pandemic, first and foremost, pandemic. Okay, I have nothing planned. I didn't even do anything for my birthday, and that was in May. I think I'm maybe one of the only people in my social group that has stayed inside. Like I haven't been to a social event since March. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so as far as the holidays go, if it can't happen directly in the house, it just won't happen. I buy candy year round. So I don't really see much, I don't see much taking place. Thanksgiving could happen at home. Now that's, that's what I'm waiting for. Waiting for Thanksgiving? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I am, but now I don't have. Other than that, nothing much. It's gonna get cold. It's about to get cold, so I'm I'm pretty much gonna lay low. I feel you on that. I definitely feel like it's gonna get cold, and I'm hearing there might be a second wave of COVID. I hope not, but I've been hearing that. I'm like, y'all need to get this shit under control, man. Hope not. I mean, it's right there in our face. I mean, if you if you get on Instagram and see how many birthday parties. And I, a YouTuber I watched noted that it was like, do celebrities even care about COVID? Because before we had the pandemic, we had to deal with celebrities ranting and raving about how, you know, you broke bitches this, I got all this money, da 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 da. But you can't even sit out for a, a pandemic. You still got to go do them hosting gigs. So you sound like an essential worker to me. So when we come up out of this pandemic, I don't want to hear nothing from a celebrity because y'all y'all showed y'all ass. Because why can't you, if can't nobody, the way they talk year round about money, those are the first people that should have been able to take off. A lot of these people that claim they got money, they check their Instagram. They going to host a gig this weekend. They bringing the city out. Mm-hmm. They bringing the virus out. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, it is. Well, they're talking about a uh, an increase. Like we had it going, the, the virus was going at a steady rate for a moment. And then, but now we're starting to see it. They're talking about at least 100,000 cases a day or something crazy like that. And no. yet the state I'm in, Florida, want to be open. I'm like, you know, mm. this governor's so stupid. It's like, you transform the people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so is everything back open? Like, Yeah, literally everything. Well, where I'm at is back open too, but that don't mean I'm going. Shit, I ain't going either. I, you know what I'm <laughs> I mean, I just don't understand. Okay, first of all, they sent out the last stimulus check in May. Yeah. There's some back and forth going on to why they can't get another one out. But even if they did get another one out, from May to now, you need they need to be sending way more than a thousand two hundred dollars. They've started back evictions in certain states. What yes. that was yes. last month. So it's like wh- the the way this has went, the way this has failed is just you would think that we're living in nineteen hundreds or some cra- we're dealing with the Spanish flu or whatever. I like the way we're going about this is sad, and I understand that's the beautiful part about living in America is being able to beautiful you see quotations uh <laughs> the beautiful part about living in america is the freedom to do whatever you want to do and nobody can tell you what to do but the fact that we've gotten to a place where they have politicized our health we it should be one band one sound 
We all got the same mission. You got him snatching off his mask as he's leaving the hospital, um, telling people, oh, I survived of it. You're the president. If anybody's not going to die, they're not going to let you die. They're going to give you some strong-ass shit. They're going to give you some shit that, that probably could have saved some people, you know what I'm saying? Because you the damn president. So, the damn president, I, so. I, I knew that, you know what I'm saying, that you were, weren't going to um feel the effects long-term because you the damn president. They're going to give yeah. you all the shit that they holding back from people. From everybody else, yeah. So, that didn't make any sense. Not, like, that's what I'm saying. The way that they're handling this, like, if, imagine if folks would have set their ass down for three months. Three months. Maybe I could just see some type of change because it's, on the other hand, when I see people out and about, you know, I do get a little frustrated. And it's I, I guess it comes from a good place and a bad place. The good place being that if I didn't have a kid, would I equally be participating? Like, you know what I'm saying? Am I, am I, am I being this harsh because I have a kid? And then on the bad side, it's like, okay, I got a kid and I can't go out there. I need y'all to sit y'all ass down so I can go back outside. Like it's so many people like older grandparents not being able to see their grandkids. It's affecting a lot more. It's just exposed how selfish this, how, Americans can be. Now, granted, I'm not one of the people that be like, oh, this country is providing 100% free health care, and this country got this and this and this and that, because also, at the same time, in those countries, it's ran totally different. You might not be able to raise your finger too loud. You know what I'm saying? I don't compare myself to other countries, because it's a lot of shit they can't do. I can't don't uh, I can't think of the name of this city, but everything's paid for. The government buys their groceries. The government um, wow. free health care. The government pays their bills. But guess what? If the government checks the light meter and y'all went over the amount for the day, they cut the lights off. Whoa! So it's like you think you getting you think nothing's free. Okay, you gonna pay on the front end or you are gonna pay on the back end? So yes, in those countries, yet yeah, they're taken care of. Their government does everything for them. But if their government wants to cut their shit off. Their government can't. Yeah. So I I get that we have our freedom, but when it comes to health, I don't understand why we can't reach a medium. Like, what's the like? Where, why can't we? Why can't we um, figure it out together? The reason is, I feel like it's because people controlling it. They want to find a way to make money off of it for them damn selves. They have the pharmaceutical companies in their ear, like, here, here's the money, run this bill. You know what I'm saying? They, they want to find a way to get paid and make money off of it because China had developed some kind of cure for a COVID, but America was trying to figure out how they could tax on it. Remember that. They, they swept that story under the rug, rug pretty quickly, too. You're right. Yes. And then to hear him on the phone confessing about how bad the virus... You remember they released a recording of him on the phone? Yeah. He was confessing about how bad it was. So that's just like you said, somebody somebody probably whispered in his ear, look, I can get you this amount of money if you play it cool. And I think that, like you said, that's what, what's, that's what had to happen here. Yeah, that that's crazy. But getting back to your podcast, what do you see your podcast going in the future like for the rest of this year and 2021 going forward? So as long as we're in a pandemic, I'm going to try to find a way to kick it as virtually as possible. Okay, keep that going. Now, outside of a pandemic, where I want to go, I want to go on tour. 
Um, I am in the process of writing a book. So I'm going to start to slowly incorporate that into the podcast because that's that's a little bit about the podcast as well. Um, so more or less going on tour, doing live shows. I want to do more, you know, more live shows and and like how in this setting where it's me and you, I want to be able to travel to someone else's, you know, city and we do live recordings like together. I know we're doing everything remotely now. But, you know, I want to be able to go, you know, I think this career gives me that opportunity as somebody who wants to travel. I, I can see that happening with this. Yes, I, I feel the same way about looking talk. I'm like, I want to go have a round with you somewhere and let's record. Let's do this face to face. And I just mm-hmm. talked about with my guys on the guys on the round the last episode. We discussed it like all of us meeting up independent podcasters meeting up at a bar and we're recording so yeah, yeah it's like i want to do that thing too you know what i'm saying because i like the zoom calls but i want to do a face face that way people can exactly. come out here and they can see our faces and you know what right. I'm saying? Be like, oh no you guys do shows so i totally get it i want to i want to go on tour too you know because hey it's better doing in person then yeah and then you get to you know you get to meet with the people who listen it lets your listeners put a face an actual physical face to who they're listening to so you yeah, know that that would be dope and then the financial freedom of it all i do see that yes i'm, I'm trying to get to that point of you know what i'm saying seeing some kind of financial <laughs> return on this thing you know yes because i yes. want i want to be the reason where i can leave my job to doing this you know Yes, yes. So what can people get from listening to your podcast? They can get a a, a safe space for nonsense. You know, you don't have to <laughs> where certain things are taboo and people don't normally like to talk about it. It's a place to listen to things that most people don't want to talk about. You know, just, you know, raw moments out the week if you can. And, and that's what they'll get out of it for the most part. Raw moments out of the week. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. It's just... So, what was your raw moment for last week? Oh, last week was hell. It was just the fact that I, I think I recorded that episode at four o'clock in the morning. So, in my mind, that whole episode is raw because I just I was diving off the deep end the whole time. <laughs> I just was so frustrated. But I think, oh, so many moments. Wow. Really, I really like, like I said, with my situation with my son and being a single, I know I haven't mentioned it yet, but I am a single mom. So a lot of times that's another thing with this show. I I get to step outside of mommy mode for an hour or two. You know what I'm saying? I get to step outside of that. So I was recording that episode at four o'clock in the morning. And sometimes I try to listen back. You know, I don't know if you listen back before you uh, air it out. But that's yeah. the first episode where I didn't listen back. I just. <laughs> hey, some episodes I do that with. I'm just like, okay, fuck it. Here we go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And my mind, I'm, I'm, my mind have a deadline. So I'm like. Mm-hmm. But shout yeah. out to all the single moms, though, because I have recorded with a lot of single moms. And y'all are cool as hell when you're not talking about talking about the kids and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now, they, we just have to stay strong. And any single motherless, single dads, too. If you out here raising any kid by yourself, niece, nephew, whoever, I'm praying for you. Because <laughs> them kids don't stop. They don't stop. It's tough, but I do I do feel like it, uh, you know, it's going to get, he, my son's only four, so he's still little. I got time. Mm-hmm. I'm not dealing with a teenager yet, which I'm holding my breath on that one. Because I was a, 
you know they say what you do to your parents come back so i was i was a crazy teenager so i'm prepared but you never know yeah you always never know you never know. <laughs> you interact with any mom podcasts out there because it's like i be meeting a hell of a lot of them you know what i actually been doing a little bit more research on that i've been finding some and trying to listen to their episodes but as far as connecting i haven't just yet because i would like to find a mom group you know, you got moms, it's these new, I say, I'm a new age mom, but there's the super new age moms who they don't want to curse. They, they kind of lose who their, their individual individuality, which is nothing wrong. You know, if that works best for you, if you want to be mommy, mommy, mommy all day, that's fine. But before I was mommy, I was Chelsea. And I, I don't, I, when I do get with a mom group, I want it to be, I don't, you know, we could talk about the kids and everything, but I don't want it to be like a sad situation. And I know there's, of course, there's an episode, a show out like that. I just haven't had a chance to personally connect with them because I it's, I just want to be able to really vent. And it ain't got to be about baby daddy issues either. It could just be the fact that you've been up for three days with this damn baby. You know, I want to be able to talk like that. I don't want I don't like. Well, I don't. I don't want to have calm tones because nothing about parenting is calm. Yeah. So I like that. I like that. I like that. You're being real about it. You're giving the bluntness to the people. I like that. I like that. Straight to it. So lastly, um, why do people need to subscribe to your podcast? You need to subscribe to my podcast because I'm thinking what you want to say. Okay, and I'm just saying it out loud. Okay, I'm that. I'm the person person who I'm, I'm great for background while you're getting stuff done I get you that pep up while you're getting stuff done and I remind you why to be unapologetic I remind you how life is can be hard but you can still keep going and that's relatable look at like we said at the beginning of the episode 2020 has been whooping everybody ass every WWE move out there 2020 has committed so tuning in to unapologetic shit just lets you exhale all of that yes yes Hey, also, whenever you need a guest, you let me know. I'll hop on there. Oh, no, 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 no. You're coming on soon, okay? But your schedule, I admire the way you you handle the scheduling of this. And I, ha- I, I that's a place I want to get, like, how you were able. You didn't just hit me up two, three days ago. You know, we've been got this situated, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I admire that. And that's something that I want to take on with my show because when it comes to, I run into so many scheduling conflicts, you know? Yeah, so, you know that. Yeah, but I'm def- we definitely got to have you on. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Look at Talk. We're just a short edition. We're trying something. So I appreciate y'all bearing with us. Um, let's go ahead and subscribe on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts at. And check out Chelsea's show as well while you're at it. You know what I'm saying? Support us, Black Podcasters, all 2020, now 2020, 21. All right, until next time, we are out this thing. Deuces, y'all. Y'all have a good one.